Well, Audrey, it's a, another Wednesday night. We continue to march forward, do we not? Yes. Yes. Always marching. <laughs> no matter what is going on. Exactly. We are marching forward. I like it. I like it. And we're using the best technology we possibly can so we can be at a safe distance from the whole entire world and still bring you kick butt stories that are happening across Pittsburgh's tech ecosystem. But I'll do one thing that I think that we have done at Tech Council that you got us revved into gear with has been our business as usual daily webcast series. This thing's caught on fire in a really cool way. I know they're interactive, which I love. Yeah. I love the guests that we've had on. Um, we've been running them straight every day since March 15th. I think so. And uh, it's been nonstop. Our audience grows. We're using Zoom, not free Zoom. We pay for it. So we're making sure that the security is there. Oh, Zoom bombers. And we're, we are engaging I don't know, 600 companies, thousands of people. And what I love is that we're sort of just having a chance to have conversations with leaders across the community um, and the region and state to talk about all things that are tied to sort of this rampant transformation of the new world order. None of us know what tomorrow brings. We never did. But the sense of stability and unknown is, is probably at an all-time high in my own lifetime. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't think of a time that, that equates to this. So, you know, we've turned on a dime and said, you know what, we're going to use our assets and start to share them with the world and share them with the Pittsburgh world. And uh, the conversations and the people who have participated have just been outstanding. I mean, early on, we had, you know, County Executive Rich Fitzgerald to really just talk about like upfront what's happening. Right. Of course, we had our board chair, Jason Wolf, who he himself is running a fintech company and had to go through his own pivot um, very early on. We have, we had lots of people who were, you know, we didn't know whether Pittsburgh would become a hotspot off, you know, right out out of the gate. We were slow. Um, to get there, and, and we had conversations with the leadership at um, at Highmark and, and at AHN to see what was happening, and, you know, their candor was just fabulous. Um, you know, we're all in this together, but it's so nice to be able to have conversations with people who are just in the line of fire each and every day. Definitely. We've had chances to talk to all of our elected officials, um, both locally, the mayor, showed his face when we did um, an initiative that actually is still going, thanks to the leadership of Aurora Innovation and Google um, through Neighborhood Allies, making sure that we have laptops for the kids because schools are closed and there's no way to deliver curriculum, particularly for those that don't have laptops. Hats off to Comcast for really trying to make sure that there's hotspots and access to Wi-Fi. You know, all the things that people like you and I in our world of tech take for granted. I know. That, you know, when a school closes, the world changes. And then on top of that, you know, think about all these parents who now have jobs that are working from home and they have their kids that they're homeschooling, which is a total paradigm shift. Good Lord, I know. So, you know, I love that we've been having, you know, people come on. We just had 
the senior vice president and chief operating officer of UPMC. Leslie was awesome. And, she was so yeah, much fun. I mean, yeah. We, you know, we have conversations that sort of just convene the community. Yeah. And that's what we do. That is what we do. And it has become really clear during this, this pandemic, this dilemma, this new world that that's what the tech council has been built to do. We've been, yeah, we've been doing this outside our normal time. circles too, which I think has been really cool. I mean, it's not just been tech. I mean, one of my favorite episodes was when we had the, uh, the restaurant and lodging association along with Adam Golem from Permantis talking about, I, know. I mean, I know. honestly, and then people were in the awesome. chat talking about their favorite restaurants. I'm like, this is what's getting people together. Well, the, but the thing is, is that I can remember when, People would say, yeah, this town might have a whole lot of smart people that are working on some really hard problems in tech and innovation, but there's no good restaurants. There's no culture here. Exactly. <laughs> right. And so then you have like this, you know, fabulous proliferation of all these chefs and restaurants that are just popping up all over. And I felt proud that I didn't even know all these restaurants. Wasn't it crazy? That I didn't have enough time yeah. to go there. And then all of a sudden, within no time, within no time, these restaurants who were adding staff faster than the tech companies were building have just are disappeared. Yep. And they're disappearing and they're trying to figure out ways to stay alive through carry, right? Through, you know, come in outside, carry. And they're not prepared for that and their margins are slim to begin with. So that was very cool. It was very cool because we could hear from people who were their favorite restaurants, who were they talking to. And uh, I think that restaurant piece is just a beginning for us in terms of understanding that. That's what's been so exciting for us has been able to pivot and stretch and do some of these new things in order to provide, you know, benefit and value to not just our members, but honestly, I think right now the whole community, anyone that's tuning in. It's the whole community. It's the whole community. And it's very exciting to be at the helm of kicking it, kicking it forward. I was going to say, you see, Audrey, so, you leading the tech council, I mean, obviously, this is probably the craziest situation you've ever been in as, as a leader of an organization, I right. assume, right? <laughs> it, it, I would have to say it, it, it has been. But, you know, in many ways, I'm sort of built for this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a sense of urgency and passion Definitely. and problem solving and creativity and, I, you know, I have the pleasure of working with a great team that we've amassed over the years. And so that's been a gift. But I've had a lot of sleepless nights. I'm back to sleeping again, but I've had some sleepless nights. So I'm glad to have the opportunity to cultivate this. And who knows what's around the bend? I think we're going to we'll pivot again. So I know we have a good show tonight. We have some, some entrepreneurs. Everyone's an entrepreneur that's on the show that's built you know, their own businesses. So it'll be interesting to hear how they have, you know, endured this pandemic fanfare. Absolutely. Moving ahead. I should remind everyone, if you want to tune in to any of the business as usual webcasts, just go to our website, pghtech.org. We've got a big slide there. There's a link for you to join those. You can learn so much in half an hour. It's really, I think, a fun thing. So glad to be part of that every single day at noon and on tonight's show audrey like you said we got some great guests we have repeat customer here we have arvin handu from visvero coming in arvin's one of my favorite guys he's building a great company all about data analytics 
We also have the one and only Singh Ajmani from Logic's Guru. I know you've known Singh for years. I've known Singh for years. His company is growing. They're continuing to hire. And we got two new entrepreneurs. We have Ethan Sefcheck stopping in, who's got his new company, Phantom Exposure, with his, with his friend Corey as well, too, which I'm really excited about. I like seeing these guys bringing their two talents together to help folks with social media issues and things like that. So we've got a lot going on right now. I'm so glad to be a part of this and to be continuing to bring this messaging out every single Wednesday that there's great stuff happening in Pittsburgh. Happy to be hanging out with you doing this fun stuff. That's for sure. So absolutely. It's been a gift. Absolutely. We're taking a quick break. We are coming back with a ton of tech vibe. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. Once again, go to pghtech.org. You can find business as usual there as well, too. It's great stuff. So glad it is Wednesday night because it is time for Tech Vibe Radio kicking the show off with some two, two really cool guys, Audrey. We've gotten to know over the past year or so at the Tech Council. They've moved and pivoted and created some new stuff. We have Ethan Sefchik with us and Corey Grimes from Phantom Exposure. I like the name, man. I like Hi, the guys. name. I'm excited to learn about the company, man. So thanks for zooming in with us. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Thanks for having us. Can't wait to hear about what this pivot is. Who's going to start? Who's going to start talking first? Oh, Ethan okay. or Corey? <laughs> I can start. Yeah. So actually, the name, uh, since you were speaking on that, Phantom Exposure actually came from because we are a social media advertisement, but we're also like a content creation company. When I say content creation, like picture and video. Yeah. But we bounce around the idea of like ending instead of like Phantom Exposure, like media or marketing or consulting. Um, but all those are terms are so limiting. And we wanted to kind of pick something that kind of was like encapsulated all those because they go hand in hand. Right. Uh, those three titles. So that's kind of how we came up with the name. <laughs> I like it, man. I like it. So what does that mean? So now tell us your pitch. What is it that you did? You must have yeah. yeah, no. So we, uh, we do social media marketing, and then we also uh, we can create and manage uh, people's social media accounts, and we also just create content. But what we like doing is like pairing those two together, because when you do social media advertising, there's always a picture or video attached to that. And when you have a quality picture or video combined with quality advertisement, you know it leads to very good results. Because a lot of the time, people make the mistake of just like posting a picture of, like a lawyer doing an ad and he just posts a picture of himself sitting in a chair and then what would you recommend that a lawyer do to make themselves <laughs> cool um <laughs> not to put you on the spot or anything <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> that's a very, that's a very question Corey, do you want to talk yeah about i would say um for me i've done a lot of photos and videos for um different companies like anything from clothing food um personal branding too and I mean, like you said, just a picture of a lawyer maybe, lawyer maybe sitting just on a table or um, desk. Um, it might not attract as many people. Um, if I'd recommend, if you're going to do a photo, maybe spice it up. I mean, you could edit it, um, maybe attract people with different colors and stuff with editing and Photoshop. Or if you do a video, which um, people's attention span are long, but if you do a video that is very uh, attractive and creative, um, people might watch it. And if he's talking about something cool, if like you're showing cool B-roll of him doing stuff and things like that, I think that's very, very better than just having a plain boring picture. You got to show them like say. at work, like being a human yeah. being, taking care of exactly. business, right? Yeah. Okay. You only have three seconds, really. On average, it's uh, you have three seconds study three. show to catch somebody's attention with a, like a post on social media. So awesome. it's something that isn't very, like video honestly is a lot better than pictures 
Um, so if it's not because video can catch attention easier, but if it's not something, you know, that catch somebody's eye right away, chances are you're going to lose them. But I love the example of, of like a, a law, a lawyer, you know, because so many people who are doing support services that are very integral into the tech ecosystem don't understand that piece of, of the sale and the engagement. Right. And yeah. I, and no. that's very cool. That's a missing piece of the market. Yeah, it really is. And another thing is with like, that being said, like people think like, and more power to them, you know, if they want to try to do this on their own, but a lot of people just try play, play around for a few hours, get on Facebook ads, and then they can see like they start making a first ad and they see that they can reach 7 million people for $10. And they're like, Oh, that's great. Like, you know, I'm going to get so much business, but that's not the case. That's like not problem solved, but it's not. Yeah. It's really not like most people think like, Oh, I just need to reach as many people, but really like Facebook ads. And I'm just using Facebook as an example because right. that's the most used one, but we use, we go across all um, platforms that we, we, you know, we do Snapchat, Twitter, all that. But Facebook, you can get so much deeper into it. Like you can combine different campaigns, like you can do conversion campaigns or awareness campaigns. And when you combine them with different ad sets and an ad set is just basically like your filters that you have. So you, when you combine them, run the same ad with multiple different ad sets, you can see which ones are working, which ones aren't working. And you want to kind of like get it honestly as little as slim down as possible. So you don't go for like the 7 million, you go for like maybe like 5,000. Or something like that. Even important the, ones. ones that right yeah, because those are the ones that are actually going to convert. And when you do that to so those six million, there's all those people that aren't interested. And as your ad performs more poorly, you know, it's just not going to get shown across platforms. So, yeah. So what's setting you guys apart? I mean, it seems like this is a field where I can a lot of people are kind of dabbling, but I think you're approaching this a little bit differently. How are you? Yeah, yeah. So, in your competition. Definitely. So in Pittsburgh, I feel like there's a big opportunity. Um, because it is like, a, it's an arising tech city, but there's so many small and medium sized businesses that are just like, don't have a social media presence right. at all, mm. or are very lacking in social media is such like, you know, a lot of people look at it. A lot of the older people look at it as just like a, like a new teen thing that people go to socialize on, but it gets really like a very powerful business tool. Um, and the fact that, you know, I'm, I kind of work on the social media end. Like I, I've been in social media all my life. I've done countless hours of like research on the back end, but also I've just been using it my whole life. I'm 21 years old. So like I grew up on it. And then Corey, he's more, he's like I said, he's a photographer and videographer. So I figured why not? Why wouldn't we pair up? Because yeah. I feel most, most like uh, ad agencies don't do that. It's just an ad agency at heart. And they add, they rely on the company to provide them with the cover for their ad, like whether it be a picture or video. So I figured if we could, you know, kind of join forces and get. So how's it going? How's it going? It's good. Well, we actually just started. We just like, we, we just got the website up, um, but it, we've been doing it independently. So Corey's been working with okay. a bunch right. of companies independently. I've been doing my own uh, social media ads for just random people around here. So I figured, why wouldn't we just join? Yeah, so now you're going to ramp it up. So who's yeah. your target? So people are listening and they're wondering, should yeah. I use them? Why should I use them? What problems would they be having that you're going to solve? Yeah. So well, our, our campaigns actually, uh, we make companies cool, um, that are not our slogan. And that's kind of what we've been going with, but we just like to basically companies who are, cause I see it all the time. And when I was actually going through the chamber of commerce and looking at businesses around here and just so many people like their websites are, are so outdated and I go to their social media 
and they just are not posting or just posting random pictures. So basically anybody who wants to kind of modernize their business, um, like I said, we can just do content if that's all they want and they don't want to do this. Right. Yeah. And we can just provide like if people it, are bad at content. They're afraid and they yeah, yeah. want to have someone that's in the know do it for them. Right. Yeah, exactly. And a lot yeah. of people just like take random pictures with their phones and nothing against like taking pictures with your phones, but like, it's just nothing compared to, it's more about not what you're taking it with, but it's the editing that goes into after and all of that that people don't realize can really affect a photo or a video. Yeah. You know what I like about this is I like that you can be helping all these service organizations as well as tech companies mm -hmm. think yeah, it's really what anyone. their strategies are because it's not just um, networking, right? Networking and relationships are really important, but your brand. So your website is, say it again, because we're going to. www.phantomexposure.com. That's what I'm talking about. No, we're going to follow you. You yeah. guys are <laughs> I might have an idea for a project for you guys too. I'll talk to you about that offline. Oh, and Audrey might know oh, yeah, what I'm sure. about right now, but you just, mm -hmm. just just saying, just saying. So that's great. I'm really excited for you guys. This is awesome. I like it when two people come together, they bring the peanut butter and the chocolate, they put them together. It's <laughs> tasty. So what's what's wrong with that as far as I go? Sure. So check out phantomexposure.com. Check these guys out if you need help with your social media. I think they could definitely do a great job, without a doubt. Hey, Audrey, we're taking Thank a quick you. break. Yeah. Our Zoom is on fire. It's like Zoom, Zoom, Zoom in order to make Tech Vibe happen anymore. Thank you. And uh, we're taking a break. We're coming back. We've got more great stories happening in Pittsburgh's tech sector. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. And thank you, Corey. Absolutely. Thank Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Learn more about the Tech Council at pghtech.org. Right back. Oh, my goodness, Audrey. Wednesday night, we're using Zoom. We're using every technology at our discretion to make sure the stories continue to be told at a rapid pace. And I love doing it. It's got me charged up. It's got me fired yeah. up. And we got a great guest with us, someone I've known for quite a long time. You have. Right? Ajmani you is like, he's cool. one of the coolest cool. dudes in Pittsburgh. I tell you, you are great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, Singh. <laughs> Last time I visited Singh, we, we got some great Indian food. We were real close to your offices. I had a great conversation with you. And you're one of these folks in Pittsburgh that I'm like, I'm just so glad you're in Pittsburgh doing what you're doing. Because the work that you've done, the company you've built, it, it's, it's, it's one of those key pieces in making Pittsburgh's tech scene, Pittsburgh's tech scene. Just saying, Singh. And I've been I've been helped by Audrey since uh, we started. I think I've been member for a long time. You have been so great to have you. So we're let's just jump in saying and yeah. talk about Logic's Guru. Let's tell everyone what Logic's Guru is. Okay, uh, Logic's Guru came into existence in two thousand with UPMC as our first client. And uh, now, of course, with your help, our company has uh, prominent names like UPMC, U.S. Steel, PNC Bank, Federal Home Loan Bank. Nice. PSA, Mortgage Connect, Service Link, Highmark, all those folks. So Logics Group was started for IT and professional staffing service. Mm -hmm. Driven by customer needs, we started software quality assurance and testing service. And later we started mobile application development practice. And since we have, we serve so many prominent 
uh, businesses in uh, healthcare, manufacturing, financial, and technology. Uh, we have to provide talent in all those fields. Uh, so our technical talent, technological talent, is also a broad spectrum of IT services, such as complete Microsoft stack, data warehouse, business intelligence, DBA, project management, quality assurance, business analysts, et cetera. So, so people are thinking about wanting to use you. What problems are they might they be having right now? Uh, finding talent is the biggest problem right now. Mm. Is it? Yes, it sure is. And uh, we sort of differentiate ourselves by, uh, let me say that we are a mid-sized company. We are performance-centric. Uh, and our course, we have... Uh, we are strong at core, so we can search properly, we can retain good talent. We have high standards for our services. Uh, that is reflected in our mission, vision, and culture. So if we are looking at what do they need, uh, we provide the services that they need in a better way than anybody else can. So you are across so many different industries. Yes. It doesn't matter the kind of industry. You just described the steel industry, the materials industry, the, All the, over the finance place. world, and healthcare. Is there any area that's like sort of your sweet spot, or does it matter? It really does not matter. It is, it is the technology that is what, mm -hmm. uh, like, Healthcare, high UPMC may be in healthcare business, but they are an IT shop in a very big way. Right. Uh, so you're able to help no matter what the yeah. industry may be. Absolutely. So any interesting projects that you could talk about at all without identifying the customer? Well, let's say there was a customer, they were looking for someone that has, uh, a, a, they were doing ERP financial upgrade. Mm -hmm. They had customer uh, in Europe. They wanted to know value added tax uh, experience. They wanted to have people like that. They could have gone to uh, the big fives and would have paid a lot of money. We were able to bring the person at two thirds the value. Wow. That's what I'm talking about. Wow, that's pretty significant. So you, but you also work with public companies as well as private. So you have nice differentiation across all the different size companies and the types of companies that they are. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you bring a lot to the table. So you're hiring now? You're looking for people? We are, yes. That's what I love hearing. It, it is so, it is what so. What are you looking now, for? It is, I'm sorry. What are you looking for? Uh, we are looking currently for uh, DBAs. We are looking for professionals with quality assurance and testing. Uh, team leads for uh, different prop. I won't get into the details, but right. uh, different problem solving. It's excellent. We uh, love it. So we have about ten positions. However, right now hiring is slow. 
because of COVID situation, people are only, and to bring in a new talent uh, and to work remotely, uh, it is difficult. Uh, so new requirements are being put on hold. That makes a lot of sense. So let's switch gears a little bit, Singh. So I can't believe it's been 20 years since you started this business. And you sent me a press release about that a few weeks ago. And you also announced that you've made some, a key promotion as well, too, in order to keep driving the company forward. Can you tell us more about that? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, Ravi's promotion is significant, very, very significant step in strategy for Logics Guru's continuity and growth plan. In big picture, upon my exit, Ravi will take over Logics Guru. My exit is certain to happen someday, either by my choice or by God's choice. Ravi has accepted this position with a great sense of humility and gratitude and sense of awareness that this is a great responsibility. Ravi realizes his obligation towards our customers who are serving our community through healthcare, financial, manufacturing, and technology. He also feels responsible towards our 65 plus member team. That includes our consultant, recruiters, management, and administrative professionals. He also uh, has responsibility towards our customers, vendors, our community that we live in. We do a lot of things here. Our stakeholders who benefit from Logics Guru. More importantly, Ravi sees this as an opportunity to build and transform the company by including functional and technical consulting practice while strengthening and growing our current core business of professional staffing, QA testing, service, mobile app, and mobile app development. That is where we are looking at. Very exciting. I mean, it's almost, it's, it's like the next the next launching pad for the company at this point, which I think is just really exciting for you guys. Exactly. We have, we have actually grown uh, the company last year, company grew by 15%. Wow. That's so, all good news. Yes. That's all good news. So is there anything else that you want us to make sure that we tell the world about you? Uh, I think in my discussion with Jonathan, he had mentioned, he had asked me, um, what would you tell others? We have been here 20 years and we have grown. We have- I'm glad you brought that up because you are a wealth of knowledge, Singh. And I think any sort of inspiration you can give to those looking to start a company or those that are in the middle of it right now and are trying to navigate the tough times, I and mean, you've been there and you've done that, right? Wonderful. And uh, since we have, since you, Pittsburgh Technology Council has many types of businesses in Pittsburgh area, I will share my experience that applies to essentially all the business. Um, Focus on bringing real and meaningful value to your customers and growth and profit will follow. Hire above yourself. Mm. I learned it in a, in a, after a long time. Higher above yourself, that is the only way to grow. Look at the big picture. Do not let your personal limitations be the enemy of your business growth. Wow. 
I like this. I told you he's good, right? This is so those are life lessons. Wow. So take the company beyond yourself. Try to recognize and understand your team members and their strength and their aspirations. Provide an environment of new and challenging initiatives. And that is what I'm going to do with Ravi. I like it. Because I took the company for as I'm very happy with where it is. If I okay. <laughs> closes now, I'm okay. But is that what we want? Is that what our mission is? Right. Uh, is is not is uh, we are taking in practicality that I have this garden. One plant dies. You put new plants in, but garden still is there, and it helps people. People can come and and take fruit. That's what I'm going to remember. That's a great thing for us to end on saying. That's what I'm talking about. I can't thank you enough for being part of this. Thank you. To success. One more thing that I would like the organization. I would like any organization coming in to join the organizations uh, that are there to help your business and for your business to enrich them with the membership and your own participation. Some of the organizations that we belong to are uh, Small Business Development Center, EMSDC, uh, African American Chamber of Commerce, and I love this one, IEEE, Institute for Entrepreneurial Excellence, and most importantly, Pittsburgh Technology Council. That's what I want to end it on. I love it, Singh. You're the best. Hey, we're taking a quick break. We've got more tech coming away. Thank Thank you very much. Absolutely. This is Jonathan Kirsting. This is Audrey Russo. Tune right back in. We'll be back after this quick break. Learn more about the Tech Council at pghtech.org. Welcome back. So glad you're spending Wednesday night here with us on Tech Vibe Radio. It's a very wise investment of your time. Audrey, despite the craziness of the world, we're talking to the best and the brightest in Pittsburgh's tech sector. No doubt about it. Nothing stops us. Nothing, man. Nothing. <laughs> I think we're all getting a little nuts from being on so many Zoom calls. And now we're doing our Tech 5 stuff through Zoom. So I have to apologize to our guest, Arvin Hendu from Visvero, because we're a little nutty tonight, Arvin. <laughs> hey, I guess everybody is. Yeah, I think we all are, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so where are we going to start? Let's introduce our guest. Yeah. Who do we have in the house? Arvind Hindu from Visvero. Yeah, Arvind. So give us a quick little elevator pitch because it's been a while since you've been on Tech Vibe. Just give our listeners right. a quick little refresh of what you guys are up to, and we're going to kind of dig into some really fun stuff here and how you guys continue to kick butt despite sure. the craziness, right? Sure. Um, Visvero has been, I guess, more or less uh, around in, in one name or another since 2003. We rebranded as Visvero in 2012 and continue to focus a lot on data analytics and AI and machine learning tools back from the time before it became fashionable to do it. So we've been doing analytics work from Pittsburgh area since 2003 now, more or less going into digital transformation more lately, essentially helping companies make sense of their data. The, The core mission of the company has always been, how do we take this data assets that we're continually building and figure out a way to make money off of it? I like that. So 
that, so, that's that's our entire business. So what's your sweet spot? So a particular type of company, a particular size, a particular issue? Typically for us, it is a risk in small to medium sized companies. Our sweet spot of companies are typically between 500 to about 2000 people. Wow. So big. yeah, yeah. It, it's, so it varies between, let's say, uh, about 200 million to about $2 billion in size. We do a lot of work in the risk space. We do a lot of work in operations efficiency space, um, talent management and the things like that. So how are we taking the data that's coming from various sources inside the organization and outside um, and trying to figure out how the data can be used within their enterprise to drive decision making. So could you give like a sample use case? And that way listeners can understand where you could be well positioned to help. Yeah, I mean, obviously the kind of work that we do, um, bigger companies have more prominent and more well-defined needs. Smaller companies have less structured needs. But for example, we are working with a large government organization that in the current times and otherwise is looking to get food grains to the right uh, people or to the consumers in various uh, places. So our company helps them optimize on how their logistics supply chain should be structured. We figure out what's the most efficient way to reach people, um, what are the quantities that we need to deliver, how do we maximize on the caloric intake of the consumers who are normally not getting access to these food grains. So this wow. is done for an international agency that we're doing for the US government. And so, I mean, in the, in the time of this pandemic, has that accelerated your growth, slowed your growth? Have you had some new interesting inquiries into right. your work? Because it seems like your capabilities are very timely. It, they, they are right now. I think one of the biggest things that we are seeing um, right now happening in the marketplace is uh, more and more of our customers are looking for a straight line from the technology initiative to the profit. So everybody is trying to focus on how do we get how do we get to the point where these profits are maximized for an organization. Um, so um, in, in our world, the typical needs that are happening nowadays or that we're seeing a, a more of is helping companies think digital first. So how are we taking our normal operations and acting in a way as if we were only a digital business? So we're, mm -hmm. we're leveraging a lot of tools, but truly focusing on digitizing the essence of an organization, digitizing the overall information flow so that people who are um, engaged with the supply chain have the right tools in place and can democratize, uh, in a democratized way, deliver goods and services. So for example, I mean, uh, stripping uh, a lot of jargon out of it, for example, in the supply chain um, example that I talked about, um, the, the agency that we work with is looking for how do we essentially establish touch points and have local distribution centers as opposed to this centralized warehouse-based structure where we are sending out these goods and services from, how do we establish these decentralized pieces where we are getting goods and we're distributing it to people without an overhead uh, to the company and essentially making it more efficient as a result of that.
Arvin, that's just amazing. I mean, it just seems like your services couldn't be more timely for, I feel like, what the new world is going to be in front of us, where people need to decentralize, people need to be more virtual and so forth. Exactly. I mean, you must be ready to super ramp up as we are able to kind of get more fully back into business. What are your plans for that? That's interesting you talk about that. So so that's exactly right. Um, Our business is um, very timely. It's, it's, it seems to be growing right now. We find ourselves to be in an excellent spot being in Pittsburgh um, for a couple of things. One, we are not dealing with um, an expense. Our work is largely dependent on individuals who are able to think creatively good, high quality talent pool. And what we find is we're not competing with the larger um, consulting companies. We're in a smaller space. Um, it, it's become a great magnet thanks to Tech Council's work, uh, the Technology Council's work here in Pittsburgh area. Uh, Pittsburgh has become a great magnet. People know about us. You don't have to explain to people why to come to Pittsburgh. They hear a lot about us in the news in general. So we, we are becoming a place where uh, we're, we're hiring a lot of data scientists right now. We're hiring a lot of like process engineers right now. And that talent is just naturally moving towards Pittsburgh um, in, in larger quantities than we've ever seen before. So, so are you hiring right now? Yes, we are. Um, yeah, we have several positions open, mainly on the data management side um, at all levels, at junior levels, at senior levels. We're hiring a lot of data science people, people who know various technologies, as well as digital transformation people who have worked in traditional sectors and are looking to digitize the operations and are looking to figure out how these companies can transform their businesses um, in, in a more digital delivery model. This so is fantastic news. You have to be having fun. Are you having fun? Uh, right now, I mean, everybody should be having fun. I think, I think from a business standpoint, um, we, we are definitely excited. I think, I think that what's, what's more fun nowadays is just the distributed, just the diverse nature of problems we're dealing with. Yeah. I think our people are getting like intellectually challenged Right. And and are and are finding themselves <clears throat> dealing with newer applications and not just a routine work anymore. Well, not only that, the everyone who works for you probably has to learn some new domain expertise. So that probably keeps them challenged because you're not in just one vertical. I I agree completely. That's exactly what we are doing right now. Um, we have had. Uh, people who have been technology experts for a while, now they have to kind of embed themselves in the client businesses and right. figure out newer ways to think about their business. It's so so that's working well. Website. Tell, tell everyone your website. www.visvero.com. It's such a cool story. So, I mean, last time you were on TechVibe with us, uh, Arvind, you're telling us about what brought you to Pittsburgh and what it was like kind of growing your company here in Pittsburgh. I think you're one of those classic success stories about what happens. Could you kind of give us more details on that again? Because I think some of our listeners would love to hear that. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, success is some, somebody was telling me you are always less successful than you should be and more successful than you could be. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I think, I think the, um, I just came to Pittsburgh as an employee. This was my first job, found a job in a magazine, applied for a job and found myself working here. Um, just try to move out. In fact, in the beginning, like early 90s, mid 90s, okay. try to get out of here. People were saying, hey, 
we should go to Silicon Valley. I lived there for about six, seven months. My wife couldn't stand it. We, we <laughs> found ourselves working in California, New York, and came back to Pittsburgh and have never left the place since. I'm glad she kept you here. <laughs> That's so great. So you're hiring, you're doing interesting work, you're figuring out some ways to leverage, even through this pandemic, everyone is looking for efficiencies and understanding how to access their information and make sense of it. So what else do you think people need to know yeah. about your work? I think right now, um, so IT is mostly used for either increasing, maximizing opportunities or reducing waste. Um, I, our work is a lot more focused on like thinking about leveraging digital technologies, transforming process, making sure that the data is clean and can be worked on. Mm -hmm. so, so those are the aspects of our business that even a small business can use and, and see immediate results in, not only in decision-making, but also in transforming the way that they would deliver business, they would deliver their goods and services to the markets. Fantastic stuff, Arvin. Can't thank you enough for doing what you do, being in Pittsburgh, being part of the Tech Council, stopping by Tech Vibe via the Zoom call. <laughs> you're, definitely, you're definitely a bright spot in our day-to-day. -day. It's been so cool to talk to you and have you part of our show tonight. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Audrey. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you so much. And thank you for the Tech Council. You guys are, are doing outstanding work. Thank well, you. We appreciate that. We're yeah. really trying our best in these crazy, crazy times. Just to remind everybody, we've got an awesome webcast called Business As Usual. It's every weekday at noon. Go to pghtech.org. We're bringing experts from everywhere to bring you the latest resources on how to navigate this crazy COVID pandemic stuff. And if you want to listen to Tech Vibe Radio, do that anytime you want. Go to your favorite podcast channel to search for Tech Vibe. We are literally posting so many great positive interviews with entrepreneurs and business folks, just like Arvind here, who are doing some great work in Pittsburgh. We're signing off. This is Jonathan Kirsting. And this is Audrey Russo. We Thank are you. from the Pittsburgh Tech Council, pghtech.org. Thanks, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you.